Let's, uh, let's look in our Bibles to Proverbs 2. That would be just about in the middle of your Bible. Hello, Mahonies. Just about in the middle of your Bible. And if you hit the middle and it's Psalms, just go over a few pages and you've got Proverbs. Oh, if you've got an iPad or something like that, I have no idea. You'll have to find it all by yourself. First time I saw that happening, I thought, what are you texting or something like that? But I realized that, that some people have many Bibles in their hand when they've got them little things. Neat. Proverbs 2, 1 to 11. Proverbs 2, 1 to 11. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying to your heart, applying your heart to understanding. And if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth, Come knowledge and understanding. He holds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who, whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair. Every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of his word. If you have your Bibles with you, please turn with me back to Proverbs again, this time to chapter 3. book of Proverbs, chapter 3, and I'll begin reading there at verse 13. Proverbs, chapter 3, beginning at verse 13. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Those who lay hold of her will be blessed. Now for those of you that are part of our Emmanuel family, we've come to the end of a journey in terms of our journey through prayer. And it's time to switch directions. It's time to start out on another trip. And the underlying truth is that from 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, is that all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful. It's useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, 
and training in righteousness so that the man and the woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so this new trip is heading into uncharted preaching territory for me. I've never preached through these things. And we're going to take a journey through a collection of Old Testament literature or Old Testament teachings called wisdom literature. And although some of the Psalms and parts of Daniel are part of this group or part of this genre uh, of literature, primarily we're going to be looking at the books of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. Now, one of the unfortunate realities of life is that the amount of benefit that you and I get from something is directly proportional to the amount of effort that we put into it. If you don't believe that, trust me, it's true. So, rather than you just sitting there and absorbing by osmosis, osmosis what is coming from the pulpit and, and, and doing you with wisdom, <coughs> excuse me, got sick this week, by the way, in case you haven't noticed. Misery Love Company, Kathy and I were, we had it made, two of us were together. She was on the love seat, I'm on my chair, but yeah. But anyway, so if it's true that what you, the benefit that you get out of something is directly proportional to the amount of effort that you put into it, we are taking this journey together and I'm giving you an assignment, so there. Now, some of you may get your hackles up because who are you to tell me what to do? Deal with it. Here's the assignment. There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. There are 31 days in most of our months and 30 days in the rest with the exception of February, and you know all that. So here's the assignment. Every day of the month, I'm asking you to read a chapter in the book of Proverbs. Today is the 15th. I want you to read chapter 15 today. On the 16th, you can read chapter 16. On the 17th, you can read chapter 17. Now, that's going to take you a lot of time. I timed myself this morning. When I read through it slowly, it took me a minute and a half to read through chapter 15. When I put the... When I put the pedal to the metal, I did it in 45 seconds. It's not going to be an onerous task. <coughs> now, if you forget for three days, I'm going to be gracious to you and say, just pick up the day where you are. But I'm asking, no, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, read through Proverbs and probably from now till the end of June. Okay, I'm asking you to read a chapter out of Proverbs every single day. It's not going to take that long. It's really not that hard. So why would you want to do it? Well, two reasons. One, it's kind of like eating your vegetables. It's good for you. <coughs> but the other reason is, and we go back to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, is that all of Scripture is God-breathed and it is useful. Now, we've never, in, in the 20-some-odd years that I've been here, we've never taken this journey before, and it's time we do it. All of Scripture is God-breathed 
and it is useful, and it is a journey that you and I are taking together. The reality is that we live in a complicated and rapidly changing world, and if we are going to make sense out of that world and out of our lives, it demands wisdom from, from us. So how do we get wisdom? How do we get to the point where we start developing wisdom? Well, if we're going to go on that journey, we need to understand it. What does it mean? Wisdom means a lot of different things, and it's not just knowing stuff. But there are a number of, of facets of wisdom. It means to be skilled in any pursuit. In Exodus chapter 28, verse 3, God says, Tell all the skilled men to whom I have given wisdom in such matter that they are to make garments for Aaron for his consecration so that he may serve me as priests. And, and the idea of wisdom is far more than just intellect. It involves skills that are applied. It refers to skill and work. <coughs> Excuse me. Wisdom is not only a matter of the head, but also of the hand. It also refers to cunning or shrewdness. In 2 Samuel chapter 13, verse 3, we read about a man by the name of Jonadab. And his, he, his, his Jonadab was a very shrewd man, someone who, was, who could think through things. It, it's also associated with prudence. In Proverbs chapter 8, verse 12, we read these words, I wisdom dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. In other words, uh, uh, someone who has wisdom is a person of sound judgment who thinks through things, a person who is, is sound judgment and who takes careful action based on that sound judgment. A person isn't rash. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom is associated with knowledge. And it refers to gathered knowledge. In other words, knowledge that is gained through the senses, a personal experiential nature. It's stuff that you learn by living. It's not just stuff that you read in books. It's things that you learn by living. Now, think about this. A wise man will always have knowledge, but a knowledgeable man is not necessarily wise. See, wisdom is the right application of knowledge. Just knowing things doesn't really cut it. One of the things that I like to do is, as, as uh, often as I'm having supper, I watch the program Jeopardy. Sometimes I, I do really good and sometimes I really suck. But you know what? Even if you could be a Jeopardy champion and, and you had all this, this knowledge about uh, arts and literature and, uh, and all these other wonderful things. I shine in the Bible categories. When it comes to art and music, I don't do so well. But it's not about knowledge. Wisdom is about using knowledge wisely. Wisdom is associated with understanding. In Proverbs 1 verse 2, we read that these Proverbs are for attaining wisdom and discipline for understanding words of insight, and, and the root of that word insight is, uh, is a word that, that means between, and you're able to discern between two different things. Is this good or is this bad? Is this, is this good or is this better? In other words, wisdom will give you discernment. 
<coughs> excuse me, it'll help you make right decisions. Wisdom in its, in its total sense is intensely practical. And there was no place in, in Hebrew scholarship for, for someone who was so academically minded that they were no, no use to anyone at all. The Bible says that wisdom originates with God, Job 28, verse 8, and he said to man, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. Proverbs 2, verse 6 says, for the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. God gives wisdom, and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of that. Wisdom has a strong moral emphasis. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 15 and 16 says that wisdom will guard us from those whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. It will save you also from the adulteress, from the wayward wife with her seductive words. And there is a strong moral emphasis to wisdom, and wisdom stands in Scripture in total contrast to foolishness or folly. And when Scripture talks about someone being a fool, it's not talking about someone who is intellectually deficient, but someone who is spiritually and morally deficient. We need to understand what wisdom is if we're going to get it. Now in the New Testament, there is also a wisdom book, and that's the little book of James. And James tells us that there are two kinds of wisdom out there. We need to get, if we're going to get wisdom, we need to get the right kind of wisdom. So if you would turn there with me for just a few moments to the book of James, it's in behind Hebrews there. James chapter 3. James tells us that there are two kinds of wisdom. There is an earthly wisdom, a worldly wisdom, and there is a heavenly wisdom, and he contrasts them. James chapter 3 and verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom, in quotes, does not come down from heaven, but it is earthly, it is unspiritual, and it is of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven, here's a contrast. You see the word but. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. And so the Bible says there's a difference in attitude between the two wisdoms. First Corinthians tells us that knowledge puffs up. But James talks about the humility that comes from wisdom. Someone who is wise will be humble. It is different in its effect. Worldly wisdom is divisive. Worldly wisdom is something that will, will divide us. It will divide the body of Christ, and God's wisdom is peaceable. <coughs> Worldly wisdom is different in its origin. It's of the earth. It's of the world. It's sensual. It's of the soul. It's of the flesh. And it's diabolical. It's from the devil. And it's different in its basic content. The wisdom of the world talks about knowing 
The heavenly wisdom is about being and doing. So what does it look like? How do you know if someone is a wise person or how do you know if you are a wise person? Well, let me take you to, and, and this is just a little bit of an overview. Let's go back to the Old Testament, the book right after Proverbs, which is Ecclesiastes. And let's go there and take a look at the portrait of a wise person. Ecclesiastes, and we're going to look at chapter 1 and at chapter 12. So yes, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. What does a wise person look like? Not a wise guy, but a wise person. What does someone look like who has wisdom? What will I look like when I get wisdom? Or how do I go about getting it? Chapter 1, verse 16. The writer says, and by the way, it's Solomon who wrote this book. The writer says, I thought to myself. In other words, Someone who is wise is someone who thinks, someone who is a reflective person, someone who takes the time to turn off the TV or the computer and the music and thinks. Someone who looks at things and analyzes them and thinks through stuff. Verse 13. Um, I devoted myself to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under heaven. Uh, someone who is wise is a searcher. Someone who is wise probes the deep issues of life and meaning. So what does it take? What does it take to pursue wisdom? Well, consider the amount of time that you and I spend doing stuff that is fun. How much time do you spend playing sports? How much time do you spend on hunting? How much time do you spend on fishing? How much time do you spend on sewing or other pursuits that you have or, or stuff that you're interested in? And then how much time do you spend pursuing wisdom? Somehow we assume that wisdom will come, become ours by osmosis. It's kind of like, you know, if I put a leaf under my pillow, then if I sleep on that pillow enough, often enough, one day I'll wake up and I'll be a tree. And it doesn't happen that way. If you're going to get wisdom, you need to pursue it. You need to work through it. it. It devoted, he says, I devoted myself to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under heaven. Someone who is wise is an observer. He watches the human scene. He watches people's actions and reactions. Go to chapter 12 of, of Ecclesiastes there. <coughs> A wise person, chapter 12 and verse 11, the words of the wise are like goads. They're collected sayings like firmly embedded nails. A goad is something that you would use to 
prod someone or some animal into action. It's a stick with an iron point. It's the Old Testament version of the modern-day cattle prod with the batteries in it. A wise person is someone who listens to and reads the wisdom of others in the past. Verse 9, a wise person is a sorter. Not only was the teacher wise, but he also imparted knowledge to people. He pondered and searched out and set in order many proverbs. The teacher searched to find just the right words, and what he wrote was upright and true. And then, a wise person is also an instructor of youth, passing along wisdom to rising generations. So, why would I want it? Why would I want to bother? If life is working for me the way it is, why should I bother pursuing evil? Why should I cause more work and stress for myself? Why can't I just keep going the way that I have? There are benefits to wisdom, and that, for that we're going to go back to Proverbs again. Chapter 2, passage that Blair read for us. Actually, we want to go on from beyond that. The Bible says, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 12, Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men. It will save us from wrong thinking. It will save us from sexual sin. If you go to chapter 3, verse 13, the passage that I read when we started this here this morning, <coughs> wisdom brings us more profit than money. It brings us better return, chapter 3, verse 13. She is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies, more valuable than rubies. <coughs> and our world says that he who dies with the most toys wins. The Bible says wisdom is better in all that. Wisdom brings us long life. It brings us riches and honor and peace and blessing. And wisdom provides us protection and exaltation and honor and grace and splendor. So if you want power, prestige, and recognition and self-worth, the Bible says get wisdom. Get it any way you can. You can climb the ladder of the world's success and find it leaning against nothing. And you can, or you can get wisdom and you can have it all. Finding wisdom takes perseverance. Let me put, let me be a goad and stick you a little bit. Especially those of you that are older and are retired and have a little bit of extra time. The pursuit of wisdom is something that never stops. The pursuit of wisdom and knowledge is something that takes time and effort. Now, we have, you may say, well, I can, I can study that on my own. We're very fortunate in Nipawin that we have a Bible college here. And let me tell you something. You will never... Work as hard at understanding Scripture and, and finding God as when you go to school and you enroll in the module. You don't just audit it and sit in class and, and absorb the wisdom that the teacher drips 
onto the rest of the students. You actually do the work. And yes, it, it takes time. It's hard work. And it's expensive. But it is more valuable. It is more valuable, the Bible says, to pursue wisdom than it is to keep your money in the bank. It's hard work. It is hard work. I have never worked at, as hard at studying as I have during the, the umpteen years that I was in school. Now, I can read books on my own. I can try and think through stuff, but I will never work at the same pace that I work at when I have an assignment that is due and deadlines that are due. These students are, will be writing exams. Your exams start when? Tomorrow morning? And guess what you're going to be doing tonight? Cramming, exactly. <laughs> Why? Because they know that the stuff that they diligently study and have diligently memorized over the last several months is going to be desperately needed on that exam tomorrow morning, right? You see, we, we pursue all kinds of things. I spent time, uh, you know, learning about model airplanes and reading about motorcycles and, 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 you know, pursuing music and stuff like that. And the Bible says, pursue wisdom. Pursue wisdom. And, and you know, as I, as I work through this stuff, and I'm sitting there thinking, and I said to myself, Lord, I need this. I need, I, I can use this. I need to work at it. You know, and, and, and life is, 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 yeah, I'm getting older. And, and it's not as easy as it used to be, but I need it. And you and I need it. And if we're going to pursue wisdom, then it's going to involve diligence and effort and a lifelong pursuit. Our world says there are shortcuts and you can settle for the imitation stuff and basically get the same results, but the reality is you don't. And so don't be content to settle for the imitation that leaves you empty. Go for the real thing. Proverbs, what is it? Proverbs 4 verse 7 says wisdom is supreme. It's the bottom line, and, and this is for young people, this is for old people. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom, though it costs all you have. <coughs> get understanding. It's more precious than gold, better returns than rubies and, and, and investment. The best investment you can make is to invest in wisdom. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom, though it costs all you have, get understanding. And we're so content to not bother with that. So here's the challenge. Let's embark on this wisdom road together for the next several months. We're going to be exploring. I can't take you through all of, all of the book of Proverbs. Good night. We'd be, I don't know how many years uh, going through that. But we will take basic principles from Proverbs, from Ecclesiastes, from the book of Job, because if we get wisdom, we get understanding. We get insight into life. We will understand how life works. And when you understand how life works, you can quit getting upset. 
And you can quit worrying because you begin to understand that there is a God who has it all under control. You can, you can, wisdom brings you peace. It brings you comfort. It brings you insight. It brings you all kinds of benefits. And so please, embark on this road with me. Reading through Proverbs is like reading text messages on your phone. They're little verses. They're little blurbs. You can, you can do it. Okay, it's going to take you all of, you know, like, like even if you have other devotional material that you use, <coughs> excuse me, read a chapter of Proverbs a day. It's good for you. And we will journey this road together. And hopefully at the end of it, we will gain at least some wisdom. We certainly won't gain it all, but we will gain at least some wisdom. Good news is, the Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men generously without finding fault. And so we have a God who has infinite wisdom at his disposal, who is willing to give it to us and help us learn that. So listen to these words from the book of Hebrews. Now, may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. We're dismissed.